0: You can be a blessed man, but your soul wouldn't prosper. So that's why Jesus Christ said that he wishes above all that thou prospers even as thy soul. So it is important that you prosper as your soul prospers. Now, when I say soul, don't be mistaken. The soul happens to be the compartment of our um, entire or our generic body, like everything that has to do with us. The Bible says that and he created... And he breathed his spirit onto man, dust. Okay? And he became a living soul. So it means that there are three things that makes up man, that makes you, that makes I. And that thing is your spirit. There are three things, your spirit, your body, and your soul. Now the soul happens to be the compartment that happens to be in the middle. And this thing comprises of your will, your intellect, your emotions. This is what makes up your soul. he is telling us that he wants us to prosper as your will, as your emotions, that you will not be depressed, that you will not be in a state of dilemma, you will not be in a state where you are thinking of suicidal thoughts. He wants you to prosper money-wise, academically, financially, anything he wants you to prosper but as your soul prospers. Now I've established what your soul really means. Now, you will understand why God was saying that even as thy soul prospers. So, I want us to open to our Bibles to Haggai chapter 1 verse 8. I've started my sermon. Haggai chapter mm-hmm. 1 verse 8. Okay, let me record the scripture myself. The Bible says that go up unto the mountain okay, and gather wood and use it to build my temple and i will take pleasure in it and i will be glorified the bible is saying the prophet is speaking by the inspiration of the holy spirit and he says that go up onto the mountain the last time i asked and the last time i checked we do not grow wood in the mountain if you want to get a wood the best advice is for you to go to the forest. oh I'm lost it's for you to go to the bush to get wood to get the timber to be able to build the temple now the Bible is saying that he wants you and I to go up onto the mountain and gather wood and use it to build my temple now note very carefully. Now this temple is not only the physical structure. Scripture makes us understand that there is m- more meaning to the temple. It says that, um, For you do not know that your bodies are the living temple of God. So it means that not only is it talking about a physical structure to build, but it's also talking about people. He wants us to go to the mountain, gather wood and use it to build the temple now the temple is you and i now what is that wood but it tells us or it makes us understand that there is something that you do in that mountain that will bring something that you do in the mountain that will give you wood do that particular thing and use the wood to build my temple and that temple i don't know if okay People, i read quite wide okay now that temple is something we call Ecclesia. When you go to, the, when, when you read books that happens to be with theology and you know, all, it tells us about something we call Ecclesia, which is people, the temple of the living God, we, okay? Yes, so that's what I want you to understand. That it's not a physical structure that I'm talking about, but we, people, you and I. He wants us to go to the mountain, do something with that thing, and what you do will give you a wood. Use that wood to build yourself. And I want to also make you aware that your soul is your true self. Your soul is your true self. So, what makes you you is your emotions. What makes you you is your mind. What makes you you is your intellect, your emotions, your will. That's what makes you you. The way you are able to sit down and be so quiet is just because of your personality. And all these things are resident in your soul. So the Bible says that, Be thou be transformed by the renewing of their mind. So it means that He wants you and I to be transformed. But the transformation shouldn't be done in the spirit because it has already been done. When you give your life to Christ, you have a transformed spirit. now the transformation of the soul happens when you study the word that is your true self that is your true self and he wants us to transform that particular thing by the word of the Lord now the body will also be transformed but it will be done later on that is why the Bible says that and mortality will put on immortality that is the transformation so it means that God wants us to be transformed spirit wise soulishly and fleshly okay now i want to personalize on the soul go to the mountain now the very first time i heard of a mountain i was studying the scripture i was like god what are you saying? like this thing is ambiguous like i just don't understand so as i was studying the scripture um, i just keep on having the nudge to kind of know what the bible talks about mountain what does the bible say about mountains now, if you read the book of Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was on the mount and he was delivering a sermon, which is popularly known as the mount, the sermon of the mount, the Beatitudes. And he said that, blessed, blessed is the man. So that was the very first time I, sh- I saw something about the mountain. The Bible says that, and Jesus went onto the mount, and he gathered the people and delivered a sermon. The lizard is the Man. Now, the other time I also heard of the mountain was at the temptation of Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 4. Now, I want to delve on the Matthew chapter 4. The Matthew chapter 5, I'll come on this later, maybe some other time. But I want to delve on Matthew chapter 4 verse number 8, the temptation of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to read scripture. Today, like we're reading a lot of scriptures, but because of time, I'll just paraphrase. Now, the temptation of Jesus were in three levels. See, three levels. Three levels. Now, Jesus Christ was confronted by the devil himself when he had fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. Now, I was thinking that if you should fast for 40 days and 40 nights, you are supposed to be spiritually strong. like Because like the Bible says that there are some things that cannot go out of a man except you fast and pray. So it means that you are supposed to have a spiritual stature to be able to do certain things. Now Jesus Christ had fasted for 40 days. His spirit was charged, but the devil came to him. I want to announce to you, no matter who you are, the devil will some way, somehow, come to you. Who will some way, somehow, tempt you. If Jesus Christ, your Lord, and your personal Savior was being tested, was tempted, you will be tempted. But I pray for you, that may the Lord deliver you from temptation. Now, this temptation, we're in three levels. The first one happens to be with your hunger. Say, hunger your physical hunger now the Bible says and Jesus was famished Jesus was very hungry and the Lord said and the devil said unto him that if you are the Son of God turn these stones into bread he knew that Jesus Christ was hungry and he 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 wanted to get something from Jesus Christ and that thing which he wanted to get from I'll tell you later he had to kind of maneuver a way to make Jesus Christ fall so that he can get to that particular thing. And he did that with the physical, the gratification of the flesh. He knew that your flesh would deny you. Sometimes you just go to the... Sometimes you go to a lady and Charlie, you think, oh, Charlie. <laughs> so a, a lady would just go to a guys, please. The guy would be like... Charlie, um, hello, babe. Can you please come to my place? I'm hungry and blah, 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 blah. And you too, I hey, was going to my And you go, and you yourself, you know that the guy wants to do something with you. You know that Charlie, the guy is, but be like, when I go there, I'll speak in tongues. When I go there, Charlie, I'll be praying. <laughs> the... L- the devil knew that your flesh can deny you. Even Job, Job had confidence in his flesh. And the enemy had one testimony that which he presented to Jesus Christ. And he said that a man who gives everything just to satisfy the flesh. So when he realized that the flesh can deny you, he said to, the, uh, he said to God and said, I want you to give me the opportunity so that I'll maneuver my way just to make this person lose the integrity you have on him. And he said that I will go. And when he went, he lit job with so many souls. So the enemy knows that your flesh can deny you. Amen. Are you here? I hope I'm not losing some people. We are on a journey. Follow me carefully, be sensitive. Now, he knew that the flesh can deny you. Now, the second level of temptation happens to be with your spiritual state. Happens to, be, happens to deal with your faith. The issues surrounding your faith. And the Bible says, And the devil took Jesus unto the holy city. Say holy city. The devil was in the holy city. Jesus Christ and was thanking him there (laughs) so when he took him to the holy city and actually on the city it was on the pinnacle of that particular city and he said I want you to fall down if you are the son of God for the Lord will send his angels charge over thee you will not crash or dash your foot against any stone it was based on his spiritual state. And the enemy wanted to use his spiritual life, his feet, to bring him down. Now, the third one, which is my focus, the Bible says, And the enemy took Jesus Christ to a, an exceedingly high mountain. And he said, Bow down unto me, and I will give you the glories of the earth. The kingdoms therein and its prosperity Jesus Christ was to die for all these things but the enemy was saying that I want to give you a shortcut I want you to bow down to me and I will give you what you want to die for the third level is the level of exchange When you go up onto the mountain, you will do something in that mountain. That thing that you do will exchange something. And that thing that you exchange will give you food. Use it to build my house and I will take pleasure in that house. Use it to build my temple and I will take pleasure in that house. The mountain is the place of exchange. The mountain is the place of exchange. Now, when the enemy took Jesus Christ onto the mountain, he said, "Bow down unto me, and I will give you something." Now, the devil was a very good marketer because the Bible says that. And before he brought, uh, he brought up his case, he brought before he brought up uh, what he wanted to give to Jesus Christ. He said unto him, "Now look at." the earth and its glories see everything the people Asia Europe Africa Ghana you and I these are the people you want to die for but I want to give it to you cheaply now I was thinking that possibly the enemy just wanted to give him just wanted to kind of um, offer him like a gift with nothing but I realized that it was a deception in disguise because if you want to give me something and you don't want to expect anything, then it means that it is free lunch. But if you are giving me, if you are, if you are making me, if you are, if you are making me give you something and giving me something else, then it means that it is something you call transactions. You give and I also give you. So, the enemy wanted to give Jesus Christ something for something worthwhile. That was what he has been doing from the first level to the second and to the third. I want you to bow down unto me and I will give you everything. Bow down unto me and I will give you everything. The devil has always been obsessed with allegiance. With authority, allegiance—he has been obsessed with so much allegiance. So right from the beginning, you see that the enemy wanted to steal something from Adam, and he said that Adam, I want you to disobey God, and you will receive something. But when after the exchange hand had, had happened, he realized that Adam became naked. So it means that the enemy took something from Adam. And that was what he was presenting to Jesus Christ. That's not what I'm talking about. An exchange. The mountain is the place of exchange. Now, Jesus Christ, realizing that the enemy wanted to take something from him, he said, flee from me. Flee from me. An exchange. Now, what is the exchange? What does the enemy want from us? What the enemy wants from you and I is nothing but your soul. It is nothing but your will. It is nothing but your emotions. It is nothing but everything that makes you you. That is what the enemy wants from you. And it's in that mountain that you do that exchange that exchange can either give you a wood to build a house that the Lord will be glorified, but you can also get another thing. That thing is the prosperity with your soul going down the drain. And when he gains control of your soul, he will be pleased by making you depressed. He will be pleased by making you be in a state of anxiety. He just wants you to just. He just wants you to die slowly. He knows that his time is near and he wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The enemy is interested in your soul. (laughs) Let me give you a scripture to make you understand and make you know that there are so many people. There are so many people who have been captured by the enemy. Their souls have been captured. The scripture makes it clear. Okay. Open to the book of Revelation chapter 13. Um, Revelation chapter 13. I don't know if it's 13 or 17 or so. Can I get it? I think. Okay, it's Revelation chapter 18, rather. Right? Revelation chapter 18. And it says that, and these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven. I hope you're all there. New King James. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Verse 2, And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, Babylon, the great has fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a, prince, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bed. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornications. The kings of the earth have committed fornications with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Now, you see, when you read this scripture, it talks of merchants. Merchants. These people are businessmen, they deal with a lot of transactions, right? Like we go to the MTM vendor. They are all merchants and they deal with transactions. Now they will make transactions in they want to get something in exchange for something. That's what you do. Now, these are the people who have gone to that same mountain and they have not gotten the wood to build their temple, to build their soul, to build their self, which the Lord will be glorified in. But they have gotten something else: the prosperity, the luxury. The, everything can think of, and that's what the Bible is saying. And let me just go further. There's number yes, now, verse 8 The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her, and when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment saying alas alas that great city babylon that mighty city for in one hour your judgment has come verse 11 and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over here for no one buys their merchandise anymore and what are these merchandise the merchandise of gold this is what you get in exchange for something wood or for something else and that thing which you get in exchange for your soul in exchange for you in exchange for what you want is these things merchandise of gold of silver so this is what you can get when you go to the mountain I'm not saying you should go to that mountain and go and take it so you have to go and get the the, the wood to build your house I hope I'm clear now he said that the merchandise of gold and silver precious stones and pearls fine linen and purple silk and scarlet every kind of citron wood, every kind of objects of ivory, every kind of objects of precious wood, of bronze, of iron, and marble, and cinnamon, and incense, and fragrant oil, and frankincense, and wine, and oil. The enemy himself can give you anointing oil, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat and cattle and sheep and horses and chariots and bodies and the souls of men there are people that has been captured by the enemy and you just give it as free will to someone else so you realize that someone who just publish a song or um, um like write a song and all of a sudden you'll be like go to the enemy black Go to a, a, a native doctor and said, I want to just sing this some baller song, but I want billions and billions of people to, <laughs> to, to view my video, to view my audio, to listen to my voice. And he said that okay, now I want you to bring something and I'll give you those souls so that they'll listen to you. I have the control of their souls, I can manipulate their will, whether they like it or not, they'll listen to your song. They will go to their mountain and they will get the souls of men. Now, these souls which he got are not his, but he got them from people. Now, this mountain, everyone will go to that mountain. If Jesus Christ went to that mountain, Jesus Christ has made us understand, the Spirit of the Lord has made us understand that we are supposed to be like him. Say that, beholding him as in a mirror. For us, as, as long as we behold Him, as, as far as we behold Him, we are changed from glory to glory. And how do we look like Him? And how do we, uh, what is our image? What is the, the, the end of that beholding or that transformation? Is Christ. We are supposed to be transformed like Christ. So if Christ, the one whom we are supposed to become, went to that mountain, that means that each and every one of us will go to that mountain. And when you go to that mountain, there is going to be an exchange. You will leave that mountain with wood. Or you will leave that mountain with all these things. I wish above all that thou prospers, even as thy soul prospers. Jesus Christ, the Lord, wants you and I to be blessed. But as your soul prospers but the enemy wants to prosper you at the expense of your soul in exchange for your soul that is the assignment of the enemy and we all on this track are supposed to be very very careful and we are supposed to be like you have to take certain things so serious let me give you an example now, one indicator or a little more test to show that you are losing your soul is that when you prosper and your prayer life starts to go down the drain, your word steady starts to become something else. You don't begin to study the word. You are not even interested in evangelism. You are not even insta- interested in studying the word of knowing the lord of seeking his face more it is a sign that the enemy wants to take your soul and the way he does it is that he creates activity around you he creates instances around you that will make you mm. lose your soul he makes you so busy to understand that charlie you can't study the word you can't pray you and I want to be blessed, but we are supposed to be blessed the Lord's way. And he said in Psalm one, For he that delights in the law of the Lord, these shall be planted. Blessed is the man. Hope you all know this scripture, very, very popular. That's what he wants us to do. But the enemy knows that prosperity is very, very necessary for you. are human you're supposed to be prosperous like you have to become a billionaire you're supposed to become a blessing to other people you're supposed to be a blessed man that people will even call you blessed but the enemy is saying that okay that's what you want i will give it to you but i want your soul now, the Bible says in the book of Jude that it happened a time when Angel Michael and the enemy were contending over the body of Moses. And the Bible said, and they were contending, there was contention in the environment. I want the body of Moses. I want the body of Moses. The enemy said, Charlie, I want this body. And you get ready and I want, Angel Michael said, I want this body for the kingdom of heaven. And and my question is why was the boy, Why was the devil interested in the body of Moses why was he interested in the soul of that particular person because he knows that when he has that soul he can manipulate that soul in such a way and a manner to deceive people a lot of people that they will lead they will move to hell like straight forward no branch, no care, like straight Another scripture also makes us understand in the one of the book of the prophets. And it says that, and Joshua stood in the council of the Lord, and he was in a filthy garment. And the Lord said unto, uh, and an enemy stood and was accusing Joshua. And the enemy was like, Can't you see the filthy garment on Joshua? Charlie, let him get out of your face. And the Lord was saying that, because of my mercy, can you strip off that dirty garment? and place a righteous garment on you. I do not know what has littered on your soul, what has littered on yourself, that has made you a candidate of the destruction of the enemy. May you be delivered. You will never be the victim of the enemy. The enemy may strategize and plan many things against you, but the Lord will deliver you. We are going to lift up a prayer. We are going to lift up a short prayer. That, oh God, whatever the enemy has done, whatever activity the enemy has placed around me, in order that I lose my soul, may that thing be cleared. May that thing be lifted. The enemy is interested in your soul. And in one of the ways he can get your soul is by prospering you. But the Lord wants you to be blessed as your soul prospers. The enemy wants you to be blessed as you lose your soul. We are going to pray that even in this time, in this dispensation, in this season of uh, the theme, bless me, may we never gain the blessings of the Lord wrongly. May we never gain the blessings of the Lord whilst our soul goes down the drain.